Dan Gallia and Helder Brum. They are two amazing local comedians. They started from the Humber College troops to the comedy bar and their own series of garage shows, which we touch on. They're just funny guys. We're starting very much so in the comedy realm here at Ross Never Sleeps. My background is definitely not in comedy. Um, I like to think I'm funny. Um, that probably didn't help my case very much. You have to let the listeners decide. Yes. <laughs> Call in right now and tell us if we're funny. But uh, Dan and Helder, anything they say turns to gold. And they're going to be big stars here in Toronto one day. And we were just very, very fortunate to talk to them and, and the stuff that they're working on and the stuff to look forward to in 2015. So without further ado, Ross Never Sleeps with Dan Gallia and Helder Brum. I'm with Dan Gallia or Galea. Yeah, it's Gallia. And Helder Brum. Yeah. Not Broom. No. But not Brum. Brum. There's no umlaut on top of the U. <laughs> no. You're not no. German. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not anymore. You're not in an 80s metal band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is an Sorry. umlaut on the Gallia, though. Oh, there is. Yeah. I didn't know you really? could put an umlaut on letters that don't have umlauds yeah, on them. You can do whatever Maltese you want. People when don't you're care. German, yes. Yeah. When you're, that's what I thought. We're it was really just like, back. how do we fuck with like the English language? Because, you know, we're fucking with everything else. Umlaut. So, again, we're here with uh, <laughs> Dan and uh, Helder. <laughs> and uh, do you have a show that you are currently on? Yeah. This is uh, the integration of having your show, MMA Talkathon. Just, cool. just a quick correction. No big deal. It's MMA Talktagon. Oh, did I say talkathon? Yeah. I yeah. totally said talkathon. It's going to feel like a talkathon. Pardon my correction. <laughs> I could talk about this all day. Uh, <laughs> I thought that the show didn't have a name mm-hmm. before you guys came here. So I came up with a with one that I thought was really good. Yeah. Uh, you guys are Canadian. Yeah. Right? Are you guys from Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. Both of you? I'm from Oakville, but I've lived here. Most of the okay, time. Well, we'll say Toronto. I mean, yeah, I'm a Toronto GTA. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought yeah. we're Canadian. We're all Canadian. Yeah. What better than a show to be like, to be called MMA? That's hey, a funny thing. Yeah, we almost had that name okay. before. We actually, we actually have that. I think that Twitter handle still. Yeah, but there that is, was the. Yeah, well, that was our initial fun. name. It was the MMA podcast, but. Yeah, someone else had that. There was another... Yeah. yeah. I thought of when I first came out here, first of all, I got to really warn everybody, today's one of those days where the words aren't coming out of my mouth (laughs) properly. I work in sales nine to five for an architectural agency, Mm -hmm. and... Today's been a lot of yeah, but no, for sure. Like uh, like they like the words sound like a greeting or like small talk, and people will be like, yeah. But I'm pretty sure they're leaving me like. Did he just like put a bunch of like consonants together and 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 forget the values? See, value there it is. Um, values in the vowels. No, I, I understand that. That's why you got to buy. I love so, getting uh, when away. When we first came out, uh, I had a great name for this network, and I thought it was genius. And we looked uh, for the website and couldn't really get what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for something a little bit more, you know, f- oriented family. Like uh, we wanted to be called the Party Sandwich Network. 
Oh, cool. Which was, we thought was pretty clever. And whoever owns PartySandwich.com, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so someone's got that already? I, yeah. Crazy. Are they using it for anything? No. Dude, I, go to party, I go to PartySandwich.com, and I'm like, listen, if if I'm not getting a domain out of this, this better be the best party sandwich. <laughs> I think when they invented the internet, name. you knew you had to get some .coms right away. Yeah. Someone needed to get Sex.com. Nobody's using Sex.com. Yeah. Right. I know. Is I guess, but they have triple X as like the dot com now. So I just could, three X's. Yeah. Dot X X X. Oh, I'm it? shocked they went with X X X and not dot com. Yes. <laughs> wow. I think yes, I know I what my next website to me is. So you were saying family oriented. What part of the internet has porn, guys? I. I'm just stuck in Dan, all these Dan really tells me you're not on the internet very often these days. You're uh, kind of taking a little break. Yeah, well, I'm not on Facebook. Which mostly. is the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got away from Facebook for a little bit. I'm just taking a little break. Um, just trying to get productive and like get some work done. And uh, and you feel Facebook hinders. Yeah, it's too much of a time. For me, anyway. It's no, I, I think it is for everybody. Yeah, yeah. For me. It depends how you um, use it. It just, I think... All social media, I was just becoming way too addicted to. And I would get in this like vicious cycle of having three or four apps on my phone that I would just cycle through. Tell me what those apps are. Uh, well, it would be like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then uh, I would have like two dating apps like uh, Horrible Tinder and like OkCupid. But Is that different just... than the other Tinder? Horrible Tinder? <laughs> That's real Because Tinder. I think I'm on Horrible Tinder <laughs> yeah, too. Everyone's on Horrible Tinder. I'm pretty sure everyone's on Horrible Tinder. Why are we so... It's funny because because this is an internet-based show. Yeah. Um, Mostly of single nerdy guys. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... Not convers- me, but yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see us, can they? Um, Helder's actually 6'4". Yeah. He's a built like a brick shit house. He works out twice a day. Uh, well, we talk, it just, internet leads to dating sites because that's yeah. internet. I mean, people were like, maybe if I use Facebook as a dating site, no. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if I use Facebook as like a Instagram or Twitter, no. They had to like separate that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I actually read this really interesting article that so much content is being loaded onto Facebook every second, every minute that is too much. It's almost toppling over itself, yeah. which is why Instagram got so popular, which is why Twitter got so popular. And I still like Facebook. I I have a lot of useless time or I'm a lot of like yeah. hurry up and wait kind of thing that I just want to like maybe just see. It's like current events as far as I'm concerned. Oh, for sure. But- I think I want to get back on it. But I like I know how addicted I was to it, and I was like, okay, I need to just take a little bit of time away, and then integrate it back into my life so I can be productive. Tell me, when you say be more productive, do you mean put more time towards the horrible Tinder? Is that what's you being more no, productive? Well, I I, I just like have, I need a girlfriend more I than I need to know of, who took a shit this afternoon. I'm, I feel like I always have all these projects I want to get on, but then like I can also just come home from work and just sit in front of my computer. And just read every timeline of every like social media website you're a part of, and then just stay in that cycle forever. I see these great cartoons. Um, one is this guy who's on his computer. It's like really, really late at night, and he's clearly just surfing Facebook. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh man, I really gotta go to bed. It's four a.m." And he goes to bed, and the last frame is him on his phone on Facebook in bed, <laughs> yeah, like leaning on his That's side. Fucking real, man. <laughs> I remember waking up before, just before I got off it, I woke up at 2 a.m. and I was kind of holding my laptop in my wow. bed, like holding it. And it was Facebook looking back at me. Uh, Whoa, okay. looking back at you. Yeah. You were Facebook in that yeah, moment. I was Facebook and it was like, I need to quit this guy. 
two that's a two like social media for me it's like i want to put all this stuff everywhere so people can get access to it. and it's mm-hmm. like it's like hilarious it's like how could you not put it on everything but yeah. i want it to be popular in small circles first yeah, yeah. and, uh, and because i find like people. if i start posting this shit to twitter no like first of all we're not launched we're gonna launch next year we're building mm-hmm. content and if i started posting shit on twitter now like obviously that's not the right time to do it but i feel like even like like when we do launch like yeah i'll post stuff on my facebook and everybody will but i think if we make it more about us do posting this stuff and not like it's a facebook page everybody join us all of your friends that don't give a shit about you but like see you day to day it's like hey did you like check out my no if they want to or like if i know that you guys are playing a show like this is how in my my marketing salesman head works if i know you guys are playing a show and we've had you on a podcast i'm like check dan and helder at this show guess what we did a podcast with them there it is boom yeah, yeah. and then that. it's organically letting things grow the way they're supposed Organic. to. I I remember that my like normal friends, like my non-performing friends, no people who aren't in that type of world, they have less than a hundred people on their Facebook. You know, like as far as like their friends. So my shit would come up all the time. For sure, them, sure. You know, and maybe I'd post something once a day or something, but that's more than, than somebody anyone there would. Somebody made fun of me the other day. Because I have over 2,000 friends. I mean, I've lived many different lives, especially mm-hmm. in the time where Facebook came, became popular. And, uh, you know, like being somebody who likes to network and promote his stuff, like having 2,000 friends is great. You know, like it's almost like a valuable number. But then I hear people who have 100 friends and they get such a better experience out of Facebook because yeah. it's 1,000, well, 1,500 people they don't need to talk to. It's a real to. way of connecting, staying connected if with people keep who it are that close. Way. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of use it as my like cerebro like three bros three bros are on there but like the opposite of helder i actually always have it on and then sometimes i'll hear like a and i'll just like kind of look over and normally it's something i don't care about but it doesn't bother me at all to just have it but then again i'm also literally at home most of the time just doing like writing or making something i'm a dual screener Mm-hmm. If I'm watching TV, if I'm watching a movie, I need something else in front of me mm. most of the time, unless there's some company and I don't want to be like trying to ignore everything around me. But like I like to work to TV, I like to work to the oh, radio. Yeah, me too. Or, I have or, stuff like that. Like um, one of the things that I wanted to concentrate more on is I wanted to start uh, making more stop motion videos. I make a lot of like claymation stuff. I had no idea. Yeah. And um, and that stuff, like I need to have something in the background. I need to like. When I'm doing that, I have like old movies playing or I have Netflix just going and like I need that all the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was something about there was too much social networking. Go- it just felt like it was claustrophobic for me for a bit. It gets to the point, and I've spoken to a lot of these people who have 100 friends, let's say, and they might be an actor, a comedian, and they'll have a second page. Not necessarily a fan page, yeah. but a page that posts all their shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have the 100 people they want to talk on Facebook. And I know Twitter's done this and like Hootsuite and all these places where you mm-hmm. can actually have all these Facebooks open at once and communicate accordingly. But that I feel like is like, whoa, my brain. The people yeah. that want to talk to me on my Facebook page, even though they can put up with my bullshit, those are the people that are, are on Facebook to communicate with. For the people that don't want to communicate, you can block me, whatever. I don't need to waste any more time than I am on Facebook with a second account yeah, for yeah. only like a hundred people. And like, are they supposed to feel like, do I talk to this one or do I not talk to this one? But I think where we're at now is like, we're supposed to be onto Twitter. 
and not really caring about Facebook. Our parents are supposed to be discovering Facebook right now and taking it over. And the kids right now are all about Instagram and Snapchat. I um I didn't get into Twitter at first at all. I thought it was the stupidest thing. And then uh, a buddy of mine, Pat Thornton, um, also a very funny comedian, he just told me that it's just a great writing exercise for any comedians or joke writers to just write jokes and write jokes and not care about where they land and just put them out there. And then once I started doing that, um, you get a little bit of response, which is nice. Like you're just, you know, putting them out there and maybe comedians you enjoy or whatever, uh, they're liking it or you start getting some fans. But I like the idea that I don't have to follow people back, you know, anyone can follow me and that's absolutely fine. But there is a weird connection that happens on Facebook where uh, when I started doing comedy again um, or doing stand-up, I would just have these open micers, like comedians I hadn't even met that night. Maybe they saw me perform, but then they're adding me already. They're just like adding me and I have no idea who these people are. And for me, maybe it's because I'm a little older, like some of the, they could be like in their early 20s. Um, They think it's weird that I don't just accept it right away. But I'm like, no, I... I have like personal information here. I have photos of my family. Like I want to at least know you're not crazy. And if anyone here knows anything about the local Toronto comedy scene, there could be a lot of crazy people. This is kind of weird, but the same. Uh, So I have a website, right? And uh, generally I don't get that many hits on the website. It's like I try to advertise it every once in a while. In those days I'll get like 20 or 30 hits on it. And then like most of the time it gets like, I don't know, four to six people a day going to it. And, uh, (laughs) but the other day I was looking at my stats and I have no idea why, but on December 13th, 300 people went to my website. Come on. No. And it's like, I have no idea why I did nothing. And I I posted something on that day and then I was like, oh, it must've been the post, but the post only had 17 views. (laughs) So I was like. I thought I turned that off, which is weird. Um, it's because the post only had 17 views. <laughs> that was almost, that was up. like quite, is it one of those shows. <laughs> that was the most perfect timing yeah. for that kind of noise. <laughs> it's yeah, awesome. it's like oh, I got 300 hits. Seventeen uh, views. No, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I have no idea what happened that day. What post got all the views? Was Nothing. it just your main page? It was spread through the whole website. Like, oh, weird. it was like 300 people came. And there was 800 hits on different things. And then none oh. the next day. And then the next day was like four. Uh, yeah, well, maybe four people days. came back. Four people told... Four people... 300 people. <laughs> they all checked it out. And then only four And then they those, were all like, the, so only three, who cares? Out of those 300, they only told four people. <laughs> we're going to beat 300. Yeah. Why don't you yeah. plug your website? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's www.dangalia.com. That's D-A-N-G-A-L-E-A dot com. Uh, again, we're not live yet, but that it, there's already a spike right, right now. Up. You probably should check it I out. Oh, it. can I get mine in then? <laughs> Plugged at the end too, so yeah, this is going to be double shot. Uh, no, you can go to helderbrum.com and then, uh, H-E-L. And then all, it is, all it is is just a link to Dan's website. <laughs> H-E-L-D-E-R-B-R-U-M dot com. C-O-M. So I met Helder. And Dan, mm-hmm. a couple months ago, maybe going on three months ago, at a, I guess we'll call it a private, public <laughs> comedy show in a gentleman named Will yeah. Backyard. He has a, a barn in yeah. his backyard. And you guys have been hosting comedy shows for local comedians. And when I say local comedians, I'm talking about local celebrities, too. Yeah. Because when I got there, you mentioned Pat Thornton, and you nonchalantly talked about Pat Thornton. 
Pat Thornton to me is like a big deal in the city. Yeah, he's a big deal. He's to a, lot a of big people. deal. And he's been doing a lot of commercial work and, you know, congratulations to him. But when I first came to the show, I was brought by a friend, didn't know what to expect. You guys killed it. Helder and Dan actually host. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what are we calling this? It's the garage, the garage show. show. Yeah, the show is called the garage. It's, we're in our third year. Yeah, Helder did it for the first uh, couple of years, and then uh, we moved it this year, and I'm I'm now helping him out, which yeah. is awesome because it was my favorite show before. So now I just get to kind of join him. Yeah, it was a lot of work nice. to do it yeah. the first couple of years on my own, and then when Dan had offered to, to help, I was. It was exactly what I needed. I uh, the shows become way better. We're booking. Well, we're still booking like great acts, but it's just become so much. It's not work anymore. Like the little bit of work that the Gras show was that would stress me out. Now it's just the simplest thing. You know, we do the the show is the vision that we wanted. It's a free show. We book the best acts that we can. Literally, the best I was acts. so impressed. Like I left on cloud nine because I'm yeah. a big comedy fan. Uh, to me, a venue is really important, and I like the chilled atmosphere where people can drink and smoke and do what they want. It was yeah. a great room, and, and I went it's that, so small and yeah, it's tight. It's, it's, it's so, so tight. It's literally my favorite place to perform because yeah. you can't lose anyone. So right? You know, it's not a big room Everyone's where people kind of get lost or and go I think on their because phone. Because it's free, and because it's such a community thing, it's like uh, the audience is so like happy and appreciative like, appreciative yeah, of what's it happening still feels like a secret right like even though oh people to know me i felt it, so yeah industry people... <laughs> for some reason like i was like i gotta talk to these guys yeah, yeah, yeah. like these guys are guys i want to know yeah it's it's cool it's definitely got the exact i mean the only review i ever really cared about is people who come out i want them to have fun but even more so than that there's comedians i respect so much and they come and do the show, and then they leave saying it's their new favorite show. I can't tell you how impressed I was. Uh, I remember when the first time I went, Chris Locke yeah. was performing, and the drinks had been poured, people were smoking a bit, and he barely said anything. And people were just like on his every last word, laughing at everything. He's like, I'm going to run with this. And I think the best material comes from that kind yeah, of for sure. comfortability. Well, that's, that's also Chris Locke's superpower yeah. is that almost everything he says is funny. So mm-hmm. it's like... He can have jokes. And then That's you, just a bonus to when me. When you have him in a he, room of like-minded people or people who are there appreciating it and listening to every word, then nothing's getting dropped. Every little thing that he sends out is just like just eating it up. It's the best. Who are your favorite comedians? Favorite comedians in the city? Or, sure. Let's um, start with the city. But then, you know, the show is international, right? So yeah. not some our fans from Italy. My favorite Italian uh, Roberto Benini does do a great <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, I hear he's got a beautiful life. <laughs> I just made a, a, a silly joke about that. I Instagram like that I've been feeling pretty sad lately. And I was like, maybe this movie about this happy family will cheer me up. And it's just the cover of A Beautiful Life and they're all smiling. So it's whoever's seen it gets the joke. I know some people did like that Instagram post and for sure they don't know what movie that is. A similar joke uh, that I heard recently that wasn't by you or mm-hmm. me. I don't know who it was by. Um, was telling me about they're opening up a, a new hot dog shop. It's going to be a very small hole in the wall, very hidden. It's called Anne's Frank's. Oh, I know. <laughs> what a reaction I got from Helder. <laughs> he was almost like hurt by that one. <laughs> Pukes in his hand. It's about the hole in the wall hidden away mm-hmm. that really yeah, yeah. does. It's the, it was a good delivery. I, yeah, I, yeah. I know I'm patting myself on the back here of a joke that's not even mine. So being comedians in Toronto mm-hmm. generally means you have a day job. Yeah. 
tell us about what you guys do and does it inspire you to like put writing you know put writing put notes down about your comedy does it help you become a better comedian when you can like live life nine to five and people with people that you're obviously writing about when you get to the books at yeah. night well i it's <clears throat> it's interesting because um if you were just a comedian you really have to get out and live life a lot to have that's what i've heard you know like um i know you see sorry there's some like pro comics where all they do is comedy and then eventually all their material is about doing comedy or like going to auditions and or the funny thing happened to me today yeah, but then i was taking like, care of no my one, kids no one in the audience is gonna like really relate to that right. kind of stuff um but i don't <clears throat> i don't think <clears throat> sorry i think if you're as long as you're still just getting out and interacting with people you don't really need the day job for comedy uh unfortunately it's absolutely necessary if you live in canada well, a lot of really famous comedians in general get to a point of their celebrity where they don't need to do anything but write. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of their shtick, you know, like, this is what I dealt yeah, with. Yeah, you just have or to they, become... They refer to things that happened before they were rich and famous. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of that kind of comedy. Yeah, because I know, like, I heard on some podcasts where I think um, uh, they were complaining, and it makes sense. Like, I think Dane Cook showed up somewhere, bumped someone off a spot at the whatever comedy club it was in L.A., and then just did material about like how shitty it is that his Ferrari doesn't work as well as it should, you know, and everyone in the audience for sure can't relate to that. You know, all he was, he was only complaining about being rich. Dan, uh, you. Yeah. I, um, you know what? I don't actually have a job. I, um, I made a bunch of websites for some people, like really simple websites. Are you a web designer? No, I would never call myself that in a million years. Uh, but I, know how to use a really you know like wordpress is super easy to make a website and i'm not making it with html i'm literally using like what anybody can go on but the thing is 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 like it takes a lot of time to do it still so i just tell people like listen i'm just doing it this way i'm just basically saving time for people so i'll make these like fairly simple websites for random people and they'll give me some money and if they give me more money i'll like keep it updated for them and stuff like that but yeah for the most part it's that and producing shows that's where i'm making most of my money and you guys are you know starting a trend you guys are starting something popular and mm -hmm. and, and it's only gonna be a matter of time till it snowballs but the first time i ever saw you guys perform dan did this unbelievable bit about being fired from several different jobs oh yeah and i I talk about relatable, you know, being in a city where a lot of people who are younger coming to these late night shows probably don't have jobs themselves or right. half time jobs, part time jobs. That's the kind of humor that people can, you know, drink their beer and really connect to and therefore find so much more funny than Dane Cook in general. But Dane Cook talking mm -hmm. about his Ferrari not working. Well, that's also it's just lucky that like all those stories are true. You know what I mean? Like. I don't change anything for those stories. And it's just exactly what happens to me every time I get a but job. But the thing is, is that uh, most comedians are ones that you really like. They're, they just happen to notice things in a way that maybe normal people wouldn't. You know, we're still going through the same things. And maybe you had the same experience, but you kind of just, okay, I got fired from that job. That sucks. I'm never going to talk about that because uh, it's embarrassing. But... A comedian can look at it from a different angle 
and then be able to present it, and then it's enjoyable. I don't think you could be good in life or what you do without experiencing getting fired. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you need you need to fail horribly all the time. All Otherwise, the time. Like, but you the, know what? It's funny. It's kind of like cheating because it's like, you know, like you said, like a comedian will get fired, and then that's like maybe a story for their stand-up act, right? Mm-hmm. But then you also have to understand that it's like on steroids because a comedian getting fired also can be hilarious because a comedian most likely isn't just gonna well most of the people actually apparently do just let people fire them but uh, (laughs) sometimes the comedian will do a funny thing when he gets fired or not but it will become a better story and it's still true but literally like I cannot tell you how many times I've had insane things. Let's happen. go around. Let's go around. Our favorite being fired experience. We've all been there. Yeah. I've actually never been fired. Come on. You did not say. No, but you're I've just been... a poster hey, boy man, for I've failure. Been, I've been fired from relationships. Oh. I've got Ken. Uh, no, I'm like, I'm too much of a good worker. I'm like too good. People don't, they usually, I want to quit. And they're like, can you stay? I got to tell you right now, Halder, you're fired from this podcast. Yeah. So you've been in the same job forever. No, I just quit jobs when they like get, I mean, for a long time I was working as a carpenter and uh, when work would get slow or whatever, because we were unionized, if I didn't like a company I was working at, I would just leave and then. See, I expected something a little bit more like the success was getting to me. I had to like leave on a high note. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've done like weird stuff and have good stories from that, but never got fired. I don't know. You should once. Yeah, yeah I should just go get hired somewhere where I hate and yeah. then just fucking but get gain their me. trust. Yeah. Like get to know them. Yeah, it, it only takes like two, three months. They have like a management like training course. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought about doing that. Getting jobs to like just just to, to quit them. To know yeah. that you don't care. And then just to like have start fun at them. the timer of how long before they. Yeah. Would you put them on their, your resume and then you finally go to a job interview and have all these two, three month <laughs> positions? And be like, so uh, what, what is this? Well, yeah. Well, you know what? I decided it's to quit. An experiment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this resume. It's called science. <laughs> I had seven experiments this uh, this summer. I actually got fired from Sobeys, uh, which I which I called son of a bitches Sobeys. <laughs> but uh, yes, that is but, oh, that's it. Podcast <laughs> over, done. All podcasts son of are over. Son uh, Oh, that's something I'm never gonna forget. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sobeys, man. Uh, Sobeys. But uh, yeah, I worked there, and uh, they like kept promoting me uh, i was like a cashier and then they made me like the person at the head cashier thing <laughs> where like i was the person in charge of the cigarettes and the lottery and it kind of went to my head i was young and like i was able to that position was also the position that did all the store in-store announcements <laughs> so, like, huge that's huge and like they thought you're a comedian and they asked me to make the announcements funny. So they're like, oh, add your flavor. So troubling which is right the there. Worst. Yeah. Oh, no. So, so like, for stupid. the first little bit, it was actually kind of cool. And they were happy with me. Like we had um, this like tent outside that was run by Classico Pasta. Not that I care. I'm not trying to advertise for them. This is a uh, I'm in a sketch room called Primo. So why would I do that? Um, it's <laughs> and, another pasta Well, sauce, Primo so. and Classico is going to be delivering a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> yeah, to this yeah. podcast very right soon. Look for Thank some you. Classico. Yeah, you so. made the combination of two companies right there. <laughs> you could be, you're a conglomerate, sir. <laughs> but so the, they're really announced, like uh, like easy at first. And I was like, you know, it's a me, Mario. Come get some pasta. And people were loving it. Uh, 
and then there's one announcement I did, and I didn't really think it was that bad until it came out of my mouth, and then I just knew it was horrible. And uh, there was these um, pumpkin pies, and they were really expensive. They were like seven dollars, and I, I don't know, I didn't think that it was worth it. So I thought I had to really sell these things. And on the announcements at Sobeys, I said, I was like, hello, Sobeys shoppers. We have pumpkin pies at the front of the store for $7.99. I know what you're thinking. Isn't $7.99 a lot for a pumpkin pie? Well, I know someone else who thought that. And his name was Hitler. So if you don't want to be like Hitler, come to the front well, of the store. And you kept it going. And buy a pumpkin pie. And that was the end of the announcement. And then like literally a split second later was like, Dan Gallia, please come up to the office, please. And then I got fired on the spot. On the so- see, I, what I don't understand really about upset. that is not like it, it's not like it was racist. It's no, not it was, like it was sexist. Yeah, you just said a, a name the that's name. connected to genocide. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you, if you said Mussolini, might you might have gotten away with yeah, it. Napoleon yeah. might have gotten right. away with it for sure. Or Napoleon, you could have got away. But for with some it. reason, sure. he's the worst. Of the worst. Oh, yeah. For some reason. He yeah. did. Maybe because he's the most current. <laughs> and yeah. I know. And he's really not. There's a, there's genocide, too. But, you know, <laughs> he's the, he was popular. Yeah. You know, oh, Hitler was... jokes are really easy. Yeah. That's the problem. I haven't even got to them yet. Mel so... Brooks has done Hitler joke. It, it kills. Yeah. If Mel Brooks was the son of a bitchies <laughs> yeah. uh, announcement guy, he'd get away with that Hitler joke no problem, and probably sell a hundred pies. Mm-hmm. They're like, listen, Dan. They'd make a musical out of it. Yeah, they would. Dan, your your jokes are great, and you're just not selling enough pies. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we're letting you go. That's why you're like, yeah. imagine they came up to you and be like, listen, the Hitler yeah. joke, you know, some of your jokes are hit or miss. Hey, Dan, we There's only Some know- of your jokes are Hitler or miss. Yeah. Hey, Dan, we only know one person that sold less pies than you, and his name was Hitler. You're fired. <laughs> so my best memory of being fired was that I was at a day camp. I'm not even going to name it. Green Acres Day okay. Camp. I was like uh, in between junior and senior staff member and I was more interested in girls and like I was the leader of like the camp band. I didn't really give a shit about my kids as much as I should have, which is understandable. You know, it's people are paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars per kid to come here. I should probably pay attention to them. Mm -hmm. And I was, but you know, they're eight years old. They could take care of themselves most of the time. Anyway, I... I think I'm going to this social event or it's like this, the camp is like having this event for all the staff members to come. And I remember I'm in my washroom and I'm getting ready to shave or whatever. I was all of like 15, 14 years old shaving or whatever. And um, I get a call that I, from a f- answer on my phone because back then everybody I knew was in my phone listed. So I'm like, oh, random phone number, a random part of the night. I should list. It's my manager. Oh, hi, David. Hey, Alex, what are you doing right now? Oh, I'm, I'm about to get ready and, and go to the staff function tonight. I'm just shaving. I'm just about to shave. And he goes, do me a favor. Put the razor down for a second. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's like, well, we've had a little bit of issues and some complaints, so we're going to have to let you go. And I'm like, what, did you think I was going to slit my neck? <laughs> like, do you think being fired from a day camp where I'm making, like, maybe $300 a week? Yeah. <laughs> like, Alex, why don't you put your, your blade down? Because this news, you might want to kill yourself. Up. Yeah. <laughs> So, back to... What was the reason you got fired? Uh, like I was kind of seeing this girl that was a staff member more than uh, I was seeing my own kids. And there was oh, like... T- okay. Or like I was running the camp band, which was not really my priority. But I was like, I'm a rock star. Like, mm-hmm. you can't tell me what to do. I'm, pl- I'm playing for the kids, man. 
Like I'm, we're playing these bare naked lady songs and tragically hip songs and smash them up for the kids, man. I don't. Well, I'm taking care of the kids with my music, right? That's who's taking care of because definitely I wasn't. Projects, boys. We're talked about the garage show. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have some other stuff going on. Where can I see you regularly in the new year? What's some venues you like playing at? Let's give some shout outs. Uh, yeah, start. Yeah, I guess um, I like Comedy Bar maybe as my favorite venue in the city right now to do comedy uh, outside of doing the garage shows. Uh, And hopefully in the new year, I'm probably going to have a monthly there. So that might be the best spot for people to come see me. Yeah, I'll be probably at that monthly a few times. Yeah, quite a few. And I'm also uh, starting, I have a sketch troupe called Primo. And uh, we're going to be doing four shows next year, like one every three months. Uh, It's looking, it's still, uh, we're still talking to the people, so it's not written in stone yet, but I think it's pretty much going to go through. But it's going to be at the Annex Theater. Oh, great. Uh, And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun time. Have you seen his True Primo? No, I've only seen the Garage Show. I only only know you guys from your Garage Show, so you'll have to send some invites. Yeah, yeah. We always have guests, like celebrity guests on the show and stuff like that, like... uh, you know, Pat's done it before. Yeah, and, and they do the, like Scott such Thompson. cool things too. There will be such a theme. I don't know how the show will go on, but the show, the live show they were doing before, I got to um, uh, perform stand up on it. But they even that was this cool, different thing. Like it wasn't me just going and having a microphone and doing my my whole thing. It started off as the end of a sketch, kind of, where um, where Alex Tyndall, one of the troop members, is a, a late night host. And he brings me out, and I end up doing all my stand-up for, like from the couch. That's great. Like doing panel. We and tried it was to like, meld everything together. Yeah. Like we did. We wanted to make a variety show that felt like uh, one thing, rather than like here's two openers and now here's the sketch. Yeah, it, it's so really incredible. I mean, I don't know how they're going to go forward, and they're always changing it and evolving it, but. If you've just been to any regular comedy show, this will feel so different. Well, I feel like Johnny Carson kind of invented the stand-up progression. Right. Like vaudeville, we get it. Theater, we get it. Those always will exist and still Mm -hmm. exist. But I think the idea of uh, segregating a part of your show to feature, uh, you know, it wasn't just vaudeville-type acts. He had a very heavy uh, influence on the comedian well, especially yeah, oh, yeah. stand-up with stand-up comedians for a long time, you had to work to your Carson gig. You wanted to like get onto Carson, and that was like that's what they say. Seinfeld yeah, that says that game. all the time. Yeah, yeah. And even now, it's like the best uh, talk show hosts are the ones that are most like Carson. You know what I mean? Like for a while, Conan seemed to be like doing a lot of sketchy kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that felt like a lot very Carsonish, and he was getting kind of popular to the point where he got the Tonight Show. It didn't last, unfortunately. Yeah, Fallon is the new is. Carson now, though. I think. I think he's like he's totally grown into, into his himself. own, and yeah. like he is the one that I think resembles Carson the most now because he has the games, he has the sketches, he has and the he's musical doing, background. Like, yeah, doing he's all really... the great videos, like music videos and stuff with people. Well, it seems like SNL is finally hitting a, a new stride because now Seth Myers is getting his own show the guy yeah, who does yeah. weekend update yeah, he's getting like the late show right right like and the late late show fallon's getting the tonight show it's impressive fallon has got that old school sensibility like carson does this yep. very playfulness he doesn't take himself too seriously like conan does like it's funny like conan will be the first person to make fun of you but conan's comedy is almost like bully comedy like it's conan like 
forcing the funny, which yeah. is why it's funny. And Fallon, which has always been like his style in SNL, to kind of look at the camera and laugh and kind of get you. He ropes you yeah, in, very right? Different, very yeah, different. He feels like he's buddies with everybody. It's also the age gap. Like Jimmy Fallon's at an age where the people his age can they're all friends. Where I yeah. feel like Conan, people kind of are like intimidated by him. Well, he's more of an institution, right? Right. And he's, also Fallon has the roots as his band. Yeah, that's it's amazing. I, everybody who talks about Fallon, that's like the icing on everybody's cake. Yeah. Like you have Quest Love. Yeah. Like deal it's with this. Insane. And Quest Love got voted as like Times coolest person of the year. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's yeah. a Pope who's the most influential. Yeah. There's um Brian Cranston's character from Breaking Bad, um, Walt White, yeah. is mm-hmm. the, uh, the most influential fictional character. And Time, I, I guess this was on their website. I don't think this would have made it to print. <laughs> Who's the coolest guy yeah. of 2013? It was Questlove. And he totally is. There's this yeah. amazing YouTube uh, channel called Amoeba Music, which is actually a, a record store in L.A., where a lot of celebrities from LA will go and buy records, and then when somebody walks in, they some guy grabs a camera from out back and be like, "Oh, Quest Love's there. Let's go interview him about what's in his bag." And the show's called "What's in the Bag," mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll like take him to the back room, and Dave Grohl will be like pulling out stuff, like, "Oh, I'm just buying this for friends, and just you know, you know, sharing the love of this stuff." And Quest Love's always on this show, and it's and it's unbelievable. Quest Love oh, is a cool dude. So we're closing up on the hour here, guys. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about MMA Talktagon? Uh, I guess the mission statement for the MMA Talktagon is uh, one, Dan and I love MMA. It's literally the only sport we watch. Uh, and we talk about it all the time anyway. Like so many times we were talking, we we're like, we should just be recording this. We should be recording almost every conversation. Um, which is, a, we. it was a, also a show that we were doing before and then both of our lives got really busy and it kind of went on hi- hiatus, but it, um, it actually from... started though, but didn't it mostly start because we wanted to open that UFC themed restaurant? Oh yeah, that's right. We with, were like the BJ Penne. And wow. The I love it when you come up with the names first <laughs> oh, yeah. and you're like, oh, this is a restaurant. Like yeah. we George, came up George. with the best dish name ever. <laughs> George St. Pierre. George, that's yeah. a premium dish. Yeah. Yeah. I got the Tim Borscht. So, so there's a lot of wow, uh, a lot. Yeah. Are we it calling turns out opening a restaurant involves a lot of permits? Yeah, a lot of like um, startup capital. It seems like you have a lot of different dishes that yeah. it doesn't yeah. seem very consistent. Well, we were, the, the, what happened was is we were just basically like this sounds like it's gonna like take a lot of time and money to make a restaurant, and we were like we could just talk about. Yeah, we can just talk about. We it. just talk yeah. about MMA instead, and then we don't have to worry about all the food ordering and hiring and all that stuff. So, that am with. I correct to say that this is going to be an MMA comedy show? Well, yeah, I think or uh, hosted by comedians who just happen to be funny. It's about MMA. We don't force the comedy, but we are comedians, and we don't hold back. I went yeah. to one UFC event. Uh, the I guess the toronto event obviously the toronto event um but it was the one where john jones choked out Machida, and it was uh it was incredible but i was also super surprised at how cool our whole section was like there wasn't one group of like meatheads that i was really scared about which i thought would be a huge issue oh i was actually shooting something the next day and probably shouldn't have been there uh at all because i needed to get rest uh, which I didn't because of it. I oh, hate yeah, that. I, I hate being at a concert that <sighs> I really want to see a band at, but the next day I have to do shit. Yeah. And, yeah. Or like if I'm working in a, if I'm podcasting next day or doing some sort of public speaking and I want to be at a concert where I know every word. Yeah. I wish I could just understand what you guys are going through. <laughs> wow. I don't sleep, so I don't, I don't. The know next day the I was actually shooting, I was on this TV show uh, <laughs> called Deck Wars and, uh, and it was just this HD TV show, but it was a, t- a show where two teams of carpenters 
compete against each other and build like a deck on the I back knew of I've house. seen you somewhere before. Yeah, a hot tub deck. We fucking killed it. They won. Um, they won but the it was the dumbest thing going to a huge event like that and staying out so late and, and maybe getting too high before having to work a 12 hour day. I've actually seen Helder functioning inebriated and i've been so i've never been more impressed with somebody who yeah, I highly that oh I, that's a that's a story for another day yeah. but i remember like like we were like you know hang, hanging out together doing illicit things yeah. and then he's like oh, oh hold on a second I, I gotta go be really important right now <laughs> and he fucking kills it yeah. out of nowhere and i'm just like I know what I'm feeling right now, and we're pretty much on the same level. I don't know what's going on here. And he came back, and I was just like, I, can I shake your hand? Like, this yeah, is impressive. Yeah, I remember encounter. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah well, but, the garage show. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the garage show in a nutshell. That's the garage show in a nutshell. I'm basically putting on a weighted vest and trying to, like, run up a hill by uh, how much... Uh, <laughs> I tend to drink and uh, enjoy other things. Well, you look amazing. It's all that weighted vest running yeah, yeah. uphills <laughs> that you're doing. It's definitely, it's one of those rooms where uh, you go in a little relaxed anyways. It doesn't really oh, matter. Everyone's I was a little bit a, more relaxed. Yeah, everyone's having a fun yeah. time. And, and I've gotten used to like just doing shitty open mics where you can be a little unprofessional. And, and that's how we want that. the talk to go on the field. Yeah. Just relaxed. And we're talking about stuff. And we like hearing from people and what they want us to talk about on the Twitter and stuff. They yeah. So on Twitter, plug your stuff. I want to know where I can check out the garage show. Where on Facebook. I can connect to you guys. Give me your websites. Give me Let's, I know it's going to take 20 minutes. Yeah. Let's uh, try I'll, to condense it as much as possible. Real quick. I can do it in 19 minutes. My stuff. Um, uh, Helderbrum.com for pretty much anything there. Uh, at Helderbrum is on Twitter. Same thing for Instagram. Um, that might be it that I would have to plug. Oh, and I also have another podcast called Helderbrum and friends. People can check that out. Um, and that has a Twitter too, but I think that's about it. Yeah, I'm at the real Dan Gallia on Twitter and uh, at DG Special on Instagram. And uh, I got my website, www.dangalia.com. And you can also go to the MMA Talktagon.com uh, eventually, and we'll start having a bunch of uh, our episodes linked to uh, the network, and uh, you'll be able to check everything out there. And, uh, yeah, and then also with the garage show, we we're, we're doing one in the winter, but uh, we're gonna be shutting her down till the summer, and then uh, just look for the words "garage show" on your uh, Facebook or uh, social network. Yeah, that'll be happening. And again I know in what the it spring, is, probably. and uh, if you're a cool person, then come by, and we'll be the judge of that. Um, also, though, you can also look for uh, the Primo shows and uh, PrimoComedy.com. And you're uh, plugging some other ske the Skechersons. Is that you? Yeah, this oh, yeah. is uh, coming up. I, I think this might air after uh, it happens. Okay. But uh, yes, it will. January 2nd to the 5th is uh, this uh, sketch troupe that um, I started with a bunch of people, the Skechersons. But that's around and has been around for yeah, a while. Ten, so they're, ten, just keep an eye out for Skechersons stuff. Yeah. yeah Skechersons are still going strong. Anyway. Well, you're doing the big 10 year anniversary show. We're doing a show. 10 year anniversary show uh, this, at the beginning of January. But after that, the Skechersons are it's a, a sketch troupe that does yeah. a weekly show every Sunday at the Comedy Bar. And uh, called Sunday Night Live. It's which great. Is, yeah. What day is that on? Uh, every Monday morning. <laughs> uh, you can catch the repeat. But yeah, they have great hosts and they have. Uh, yeah, great one of the coolest guests. shows in the city for sure. It's where I met everybody that I know now, basically, is through doing that Sunday Night Live show for four years. And it's so, so interesting because now the whole troupe isn't any of the originals. Like it's this whole. It's taken on kind of a Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live feel where people have come and people have gone. And now it's this whole new thing. 
but the cast has still, changed over like six yeah there's still an alumni feel there's still like people can still connect and if you were a Skechersen, you're always a Skechersen. If yeah. you look at like the Second City, like their main stage show over the last couple of years, the people that have been killing it on that main stage all come from the Skechersons. A lot like of it, them. There's like a... so many. Jason DeRoss was on there for a while, just destroying. Anesta Frantowski. Craig Brown's uh, on Craig there Brown now. is on it right now. Sarah Hillier is about to get on there. And it's really, it's another avenue that people are now using where before it was just maybe Second City or other improv training like groups that people would use. Now the Skechersons is a school. It's a weekly school that yeah. that they learn how to put on a brand new show every week, which is insane. So it'll always be different. I always recommend the Skechersons because yeah. it's always in, you know, depending on when you go, you never know who's going to be in the cast. I mean, right now the cast is pretty solid and has yeah. it's a pretty new cast too. But if you wait a half a year, you know, there could be a couple new people. We're going to have you guys now. on again real soon. And we're cool. just going to drop names all, yeah. all for yeah, like yeah. an hour straight <laughs> and talk about other people. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna probably have a, have a separate show called Name Dropping or The Drop. <laughs> and you can find me on pretty much any social media slash Ross Never Sleeps, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know how much I plug on that stuff. I also have a, a WordPress that I don't use. You can, you know, go comment on it. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe 300 <laughs> people will get in. there one day and then only four <laughs> the next day. And uh, I wanted to say thank you, Helder and Dan. And, yeah, thanks for having and, us. Yeah, uh, thanks for inviting us to do this stuff. We like it. And I, uh, yeah, to all the Ross Never Sleepers out there, sleep well, my friends. Sleep well. Yeah.